time to get the lowdown on the best things to see, do, drink and eat in The Hunter. It's Social Live with Steph Early on Newcastle in the Morning. Now, I must admit to being a little bit jealous of uh, of the young Miss Steph Early over the past uh, couple of weeks. I've been watching some <laughs> magnificent photographs come mm-hmm. up on her uh, on her Facebook page and on her social uh, all of her social applications that she's doing. Oh God, it's been one of those mornings, Steph. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> you have had the absolute uh, honour of uh, getting Mount Pleasant ready to roll and reopen after they've spent millions of dollars on it. It is just incredible. They've reimagined the cellar door as uh, just an incredible... The best way to describe it is a smart country club-like complex. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. It must have been so exciting. I know you, you open officially uh, on Thursday but it's open to the public. Uh, everyone can start to get in from Sunday. Tell me all about it. Yes, so I have I have been in a very um, privileged position and I, I know I don't take that lightly. You know, Mount Pleasant is, um, you know, an iconic Australian wine brand and, um, you know, Maurice O'Shea, who founded Mount Pleasant back in 1921, he, um, you know, he's classified as the, the father of modern Australian winemaking based on these vineyard sites out here. So it's a big responsibility, mm. um, you know, to take this brand into its next um, 100 years. So we are really, we're really lucky. We've, we're under new ownership and uh, the, the new owners have invested, um, you know, such love and care into this brand and we've got, you know, a beautiful new cellar door and a new private members area where we'll host our um, VIPs and members. Mm. Um, and so you can, how it works, you can book in through the Mount Pleasant website. So how we're structuring it is we've got a range of different tasting experiences which really just highlight um, the four iconic vineyard sites that Mount Pleasant is famous for and the wines that sit within that. So we've really tried to develop the tasting experiences that you kind of, you're sitting on site, you're looking out the window, you're looking at those vineyards, you're looking at, you know, we're fortunate enough to be 101 years old, so we do have access to those amazing back vintage wines so people can see new release and museum wines um, as part of, you know, the experience Mm. of coming out here. Um, and then we're really lucky. We've appointed uh, a fabulous head chef, Carl Whitbourne, who was at Restaurant Mason, actually, prior to it closing down. Mm. Um, Kyle was there, and he's got that fine dining experience, and he has uh, been working collaboratively with acclaimed chef Justin North um, on, a, on an amazing menu. It's a, it's a share plate menu. It's designed to share, and it, what it really does, they've been working with Adrian Sparks, who was our chief winemaker, and it is all about that elevating that wine experience based on these share plates. So um, we've definitely, you know, curated that list so everything complements each other. Nothing, you know, the food isn't overpowering the wine. It's just a really amazing, immersive experience, a food and wine experience. So it's, um, you know, it's, a, it's definitely something unique in the Valley mm-hmm. and um, we can't wait to open our doors this Thursday. And if people do want to book in, um, they just need to jump on our website and book in for a, a tasting and then we also are accepting walk-ins as well. So, um, yeah, we're open. So welcome, everybody. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. Now, uh, I love yeah. it. The, the tasting room um, obviously is incredible, but next to that is the wine store, and I've heard yeah. it referred to as Disneyland for wine lovers. Yes. Explain yes, that to me. 
It is. That's all of us affectionately refer to it as <laughs> um, <laughs> a Disneyland for wine lovers. So we were, you know, because the brand is so old, we we have access to these museum wines. Mm. Um, you know, I did a tasting the other week, which was a, a 1984 Elizabeth Semyon, um, you know, oh. just a casual day in the office. But honestly, that wine, the wine, oh. it's available to purchase in the, in the, in the wine store. Mm. Um, we've got two Vintex, so one for our reds and one for our whites. So we've got wines in there dated back from the 70s coming, coming right through. And that wine... Uh, I've, you know, I, I haven't been fortunate enough to taste many old wines, mm. um, but, you know, just in my time here, I have, and they're just so vibrant and still amazing, and all of those beautiful flavor profiles are all develop, developing, and they're really hitting their straps. So if you do love um, older wines and especially have an appreciation for Hunter Valley Shiraz and Semillon, this is definitely a place to come and try. I must admit, I'm an Elizabeth drinker. Absolutely oh, adore yes. it, adore it. Yes. So I'm yes. very jealous when I, yes, when I saw exactly how old that Elizabeth was that you were drinking, yes. I, I was quite jealous because really, I mean, the Semillons came, uh, they came into their own, uh, what, the, uh, the the end of the 90s, the beginning of the 2000s is when the Semillons really, really came into their own and Elizabeth really... The Elizabeth was the one that set the standard. It really was. You know, our, our Lovedale Vineyard is, um, it is one of the most um, iconic single vineyard sites in the world. Mm. Um, the wines that are produced from that particular site, and as you say, you know, when, you know, that really hit their straps and when it was going crazy, we had... I remember Phil Ryan, who was the chief winemaker here for 35 years, he was taking me around the vineyard, the winery the other day, and he said, you know, at our in our heyday, this was full of Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and it was a million litres of Semillon waiting in tanks to go into wow. bottle. It was just absolutely incredible. Um, so, yes, um, everyone knows Philip Shiraz and Elizabeth Semillon, mm-hmm. you know, and, and also, of course, Lovedale and our Morris O'Shea. Um, but... Yes, it's a, it has so much history and we've employed uh, a new team and everyone is just so, you know, fresh and willing to just, you know, share that gorgeous story um, about the brand and, yeah, just really we're all very passionate about um, where it is now and what we're, and, you know, obviously our history and what we're, what we're offering guests when they kind of come through the door. It's a really beautiful experience that we've created for people. I'm very excited, very jealous, yes. and uh, yes. So the uh, the cellar door it opens uh, this weekend. It does officially yes. open on the 16th on the Thursday. Yes. But uh, for those of us who can't get away Thursday, it is uh, mm-hmm. it is certainly this weekend. Now you've got a new delicatessen and wine bar for Derby Street. Do tell. Yes. Yeah, so I love little places like this. When I used to live in Sydney, I used to love going into the delicatessens where you could actually get some, you know, um, deli goods like cheeses and charcuteries and things like that. But then they've got an array of wine available as well. But this one, and then you would just sit, have a little, um, you know, charcuterie plate and then order a glass of wine and then, you know, it kind of flows into sort of that five, five, six o'clock mark and you're still there touching. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so this is Urban Deli and Bar. Um, there are a couple that have just... Uh, they're not opening, they don't officially open until beginning of July, but I just, I really love the concept. And I think, you know, for a sort of European-esque style delicatessen slash um, wine bar, I think it's perfect location, Derby Street. Mm. Um, so it will turn into a wine bar 
um, and it's operational, like it's in the evenings, um, but you can kind of drop in through the day and get all your deli goods, um, you know, and takeaway sandwiches and, and things oh, like that. Perfect. Um, yeah, I know, and it's a place where you can sort of maybe drop in. I think they're doing kind of ready-to-go meals as well. So, you know, you could drop in after work, pick something up, um, or just, you know, order a little cold cut plate and just sit and have a glass of wine or a bottle of wine. So it sounds it sounds great. It's yeah. a very European feeling in its feel. And the way that they've designed it, I've heard, is they've got kind of, you know, be very, you know, kind of surrounded by all the great produce and just sort of sitting on a little table and enjoying like a nice little local or European wine. So oh. I think um, it sounds amazing. It's got Tracy <laughs> written all over it. Absolutely, and Steph. <laughs> it does. Doesn't it? It's got it's got you and I all over it, my friend. Yes, now the uh, the food fight is back and it's yeah. back in a good way. It's okay. Don't panic. We are allowed to have this food fight, but it is mm-hmm. uh, it is our friends at the uh, at the Hunter Culinary Association. Tell me yeah. what's going on with this. Yes, so this year we've got uh, two Sydney chefs versus a Hunter Valley chef. Yes. Um, so, well, Hunt, they say Hunter Valley, but it's Hunter. Um, so w- this year we've got um, Joshua Rain. He's the executive chef at the um, Tetsuya's in Sydney. And then Alex, Alexis Besso, I think is the way you say his name. He's from Restaurant Hubert in Sydney. And then local, on our local uh, team, we've got Michael Portley, who is the owner and exec chef of Humbug um, on Hunter Street, which is my favourite, one of my favourite Newcastle yeah. restaurants. And then um, Thomas Waite, who has been sous chef at Bistro uh, Molinaise oh. up in the Hunter Valley. So, yes, and for those of you who don't know how Food Fight works, so you've got the, each chef prepares a dish and it's served to, you know, it's a big event at the, uh, the Crown Plaza, over normally over 300 people. And you vote on your particular dish. And it's all anonymous, so you don't know which chef is producing each dish. And at the end of the lunch, they do a voting, and then that, that chef wins. Um, so it's, it's a really fun day out. I did the PR for that event for about five minutes. Yeah. I'm very, um, very, I know the event really well, and it is such a great event, and it's one of the signature events at, at the Hunter Valley Wine and Food Festival. It absolutely is, and it yes. is uh, it is booked out. But if you do want to join the waiting list, this is how this is how important this food fight is. If you would like to join the waiting list, make sure you go to uh, huntercullinary.com.au. If you go to the events page, you'll yes. find uh, the uh, the tab where you can join the waiting list, and it is well and truly worth your time. It is uh, it is yes. just something quite incredible. And as you said, I mean to have to have the sous chef from uh, from Bistro Molinet. Oh my God! Yeah, done. I know. I know, I know. It's very high quality. And, um, yeah, it's such a loved event in the region and it's great to sort of, you know, back of house at that event, you've got, you know, all of the kind of local students that are studying hospitality at TAFE. You've got kitchen teams that are, you know, sort of apprentices that are all part of sort of standing next to these very experienced chefs. So it's a really good sort of, um, you know, it's all of the industry from the juniors right through to the seniors kind of coming through and all banding together to make this event work. So it's, it's great in that regard as well. It really is. Well, look, you have a wonderful weekend. I've got no doubt you'll be working all the way through. Congratulations on uh, on Mount Pleasant. It really is uh, just you. something spectacular, and I wish you only the very best for the coming few days. Thanks so much for your time, my friend. To uh, to fit me in amongst everything else that's going on, I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Trace. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
That is uh, Steph Airely with this week's Social Live. And, uh, yes, God bless her. She's been a busy little beaver. And, uh, yes, if you'd like to get along and have a look at uh, Mount Pleasant, it really is absolutely incredible. With over nine decades of combined media experience, Tracy Mack and Michael Blacksland bring you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.